Welcome back into the Esports Network podcast right here, of course, as always, across any and all podcast platforms. And we talk about anything esports related, whether that be, you know, the latest and greatest in League of Legends, what's happening in Valorant, you know, the latest drama from COD. And also, you know, we talk, we, we got to talk about our equipment, you know, baseball, football, hockey, they all have their, 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 their pads, their gloves, they have their shoes, their skates, whatever. So what does an esports uh, gamer quote unquote need? Well, here to help me with that is our very own neighborhood tech tuber, Jacob the Turk Turkelson. How you doing, Jacob? Hey, good to hear you. Good to see you. I'll hear you and see him, of course, but uh, he's a tech tuber extraordinaire, content creator, reviews any and all kinds of computer hardware from we're we're talking about GPUs, laptops, you know, you do specialty builds, you do comparison tests, you know, what don't you do? Uh, Pretty much I can cover any type of hardware. You know, I'm a hardware engineer by trade. So testing, like you said, monitors, graphics cards, motherboard, CPUs, all that's good. But when it comes to like debugging software bugs and stuff uh good luck don't come <laughs> calling me because everyone's sis- everyone's system is different and unfortunately trying to replicate other people's problems is very difficult but i can at least tell you hey your graphics card you should upgrade it or if you get more ram you could get a better performance and stuff so i i, I like to focus more on the hardware side of things and then uh you know you can always you know ask me questions and stuff about software but i can't always help there of course software is is the bane of everybody's existence right now but hardware yeah. that's like legos for adults man right yeah i i've been building computers since you know i was 16 years old so better part of two almost three decades now so uh yeah. been loving pc master race for a long time and i don't plan on quitting anytime soon you see back in turk's day he had an abacus that was his computer that was like a little <laughs> bop, bop, bop. <laughs> right no, no, no. I, I i always look back to those days and we actually had single core processors and you actually had to be careful when you put it all together to not crack your processor because there was no like safety mechanisms or retention. So I had a friend like coaching me through it. I was like, all right, Turk, be very careful. Don't put too much pressure. And it's I'm I'm just sitting there sweating bullets. (laughs) just just like, oh, my God. But now it's just like you throw it in the socket, pull a couple levers down and you got yourself a computer. Yeah. And it's just uh, nowadays it's like even, you know, a bona fide idiot like me could build a computer, and I have. It's just, I'm on my second one right now that I believe I, I went to you for some advice for it early on. Sure. I was like, RAM, uh, a CPU, I got this GPU coming, and you're like, yeah, it all sounds good on paper, man. Build it up, and I put it together, and it's shining beneath my feet as we speak with RGB goodness. Useless RGB goodness. <laughs> right. I hear RGB adds 5% to your FPS, so... Never, never discount good-looking computers. See, that should be your next test. Just, just <laughs> line up a bunch of computers, RGB and RGB less, and see which ones you know they run better. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say off the bat, with all the RGB crapware they put on your computers, it's probably right. going to run slower. But hey, you never know. That's what you, that's what you do, right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Turk, yeah, sorry. you are no worries, man. You are a content creator. This is all about you. You're a reviewer, a streamer. How did this start for you? How did you even begin to contemplate like, oh, I could make a, a you know, solid little little side job, little side gig doing this or make maybe even make this into a career? Yeah, so I, I started off, you know, I graduated from college back in the day and uh, I was actually working at IBM on the Xbox 360 uh, before, you know, they lost the contract to Xbox One. Right. And 
uh, I, I had always been reading Tom'sHardware.com, uh, you know, reading all the reviews and stuff there, and they actually held like a casting call. Uh, looking for potential, you know, freelance writers and stuff. And they, you know, asked for, you know, some sample writings and stuff. And I thought, eh, you know, let's see what happens. So <laughs> this is probably not a good thing to do, uh, not legal <laughs> advice. But I took one of my technical documents that I wrote for uh, the Microsoft project. And of course, you know, control F and replaced Microsoft with the company and all the different proprietary stuff. Uh, but I sent them a snippet of that technical document, and like within a day, I got a uh, an email from their uh, editor editor director, and they're like, "Okay, cool. Well, uh, we're gonna have you reviewing motherboards, and uh, we're gonna go ahead and start shipping you stuff to start your test bench." And I was like, "Oh, wow, that was pretty quick." So I've been writing with uh, Tom's Hardware uh, back in the AM3 Plus days. I forget which year that is. It's been a while. Wow. Uh, but that no one was really like looking at AMD products and everyone hated, uh, everyone was just in love with Intel, right? So I got this a, a year or two of testing some AMD stuff, getting my foot in the door there. And then Zen 1 came around with like the 1700X, the 1800X. And since they were still in NVIDIA and Intel land, they gave me the Ryzen launch uh, for the motherboards. And sure enough, Ryzen, if if your your viewers and listeners aren't familiar, uh, AMD's processors are like the bomb now. So it's like the the part that no one really wanted to cover became hot hot news, and I was the one that was covering it. So uh, I've got plenty of stuff over on Muckrack. Y'all can check me out there. Um, but I've been I was reviewing them until about the Zen two days. Uh, but over the COVID, they decided to uh, start back and. Uh, start paying a little bit less for their freelance writers or they had a lower freelance budget. Right. So I haven't, I haven't written, written for them, written for them for a while. So I decided, you know, let's just take a pivot and start doing our own videos and running the, the YouTube and the Twitch channels. So, you know, I've been doing covering, like you said, all sorts of different types of hardware from all different types of perspectives. And uh, I've been growing pretty well. We got some pretty good videos and views over there. So. That's kind of the history of my uh, content creation career. Right. Just I'll I'll link the muckrack and everything in, in the podcast podcast description. But just looking at your your archive on Tom's Hardware, it is extensively motherboards. I see a RAM stick or two, but it is like literally what 30, 40 motherboards at this point. You've reviewed for Tom's Hardware in the past uh, few years. That oh, is yeah, it's yeah. A motherboards are. Yeah, and motherboards are not the most interesting thing to read about either. So uh, it's it was definitely fun getting to learn, you know, about the motherboards. But you got to be an expert when it comes to the CPUs. You got to be an expert when it comes to RAM and GPUs. So it's like I got to I got to learn all this very helpful information and how to test this stuff. And now that I'm kind of on my own, being able to test all these different components, uh, it makes you know, what I make really fun and entertaining, but it's also very valuable and uh, informative to people that are have a question of what part to buy. Right. And so you've mentioned it before. You, you worked with IBM on the Xbox 360, uh, Tom's Hardware. Would you say that experience exclusively helps you out with, with this journey as a content creator you, you've taken? I, I would definitely say so, because, you know, having the technical chops just to you know, know which pieces go into the puzzle and what, you know, settings to tweak to make things work really well. But there's a bunch of stuff on the back end that you have to be aware of in order to uh, stay ahead of the curve. So, like, uh, there's rumors that the RTX 3080 Ti is going to be coming around the quarter and the 38 or the 3070 Ti. 
I've got to know the back channel connections there in order to be able to ask some of these companies, you know, hey, I hear this thing's coming out. Is there any chance you can give me the press release so I can prep some stuff? You get to make all sorts of contacts with different people in the industry. And, you know, people like yourself, you know, we, we met back in QuakeCon. Yep. Uh, you know, having all these new connections on top of that background knowledge definitely uh, is putting me in a good position to, you know, succeed. That's awesome. So you have been working from home since this whole coronavirus pandemic has really, really locked us down in place for the most part. And I know content creation is, is a lot of it is done at home, especially for, for tech tubers such as yourself, but juggling family and work and, 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 and all this other stuff, finding time to edit, finding time to run benchmarks and all this, any top tips you could give to people out there who are, who are trying to embark on their own little content creation journey with a family? Yeah, one thing that I've learned at a very young age is uh, work smarter and not work harder. Uh, I love to leverage parallelism whenever I can. So like you said, I've got kids running around the house. So instead of, you know, calling into a podcast and doing interview during that, you know, I I run my benchmarks during that time because the kids can yell and scream all they want. And, you know, that's not going to impact the tests that are running. So you know, come 8 30 o'clock or 8 30 p.m. at night when the kids go to bed, that's when the lights go down. There's the uh, studio lights turn on, the mic turns on. That's when I start doing my recording, do my Twitch streams and all that. So definitely allocating time to do the right task at the right time. And then also making kind of like a production schedule because uh, I got a video coming out probably tomorrow. Uh, but I've been test, I've been doing all the tests for a couple of weeks now. So it's like, you know, now I got to write the script. Now I got to edit the video, put together the thumbnail, throw it out there on the web. So I've got to do all that while juggling the family. And it is, uh, it definitely is a difficult task. And I commend, you know, people like Jay's two cents. He's got a full family as well. Uh, Linus, he's got a full family. It, and as a startup, it's you, a lot of the stuff's on your shoulders. So hopefully one of these days I can hire an editor and, uh, <laughs> you know, not, not work that much time. No, I know that's, that's, that's the struggle, right? And I mean, dad tubers out there like yourself, I guess you, you're officially a dad tuber. I guess, wait, am I officially, I got a kid. So I guess I could be a, a dad podcaster. Nah, yeah. we'll, we'll figure it out. But, uh, for the most part, the work you do unsung hero in my book, I know we, we, you know, Jay's two cents, Linus, those guys, great folks. But, you know, sometimes the mainstream is is them at that point, right? I need to go a little bit of, you know, off the road a little bit, see if I can find somebody who, who matches my taste a little bit more, like yourself. And so PC building today, that's, it, it's a hard thing to get into today, mostly because I feel like the, the cost of entry has really increased this past year, just because I think... What was it last year? It was the most amount of PC parts ever bought across the whole globe. Something, something ridiculous like that. So for people out there who want to get in on a build right now, what are some important things to know? Um, so I'm actually working on the same video right now. I'm working on my GPU tier list. And what's shocking is that this, and I had to research this going into this video, uh, this time last year, you could build... A $600 PC that could play uh, Valorant, it could play Call of Duty, it could play Doom Eternal, all above 60 FPS at uh, 1080p without breaking a sweat for $600. That same PC today costs anywhere between $900 and $1,100. Wow. So it, it's not, and those are all really old parts. So it's like 
the shortages and stuff aren't impacting the production of those parts. It's just the demand is so huge, causing all those price those parts to increase in price. So if if you're wanting to, it really just depends on what your budget's really going to be. Because if you really don't have a lot of scratch uh, to build a PC to begin with, it might be worth you know waiting a couple more months, if not a you know a year at this point. Because if you spend six hundred dollars today on a computer, that's not going to game as much as you want it to game. It might be best to just you know wait it out or see if you can find a good sale on a GPU or whatever. But it really just depends on what your game you're going to want to play, what your target frame rate is, as well as what your resolution is. Because once you get those three things figured out, you can go on to on the different uh, channels and different uh, news outlets and find the types of components that fit those particular uh, recommendations. Right. And so, I mean, right now, this PCs, the market is just so saturated. Everybody looking for parts, looking for GPUs, like you said. The shortage isn't really something that I think many companies expected, like just straight up. I, I just think they just didn't expect so many people to want a 3080, a 3070. Uh, it's just, it's absolutely ridiculous. But let's say, for example, like I'm a, a, a hardcore League of Legends player because that game can run on anything, right? Sure. What's something, should I look for the newer parts on Newegg or can I get away with, you know, going on eBay and, and, and looking at used parts or, you know, hand-me-downs there so i would probably say if you're going to be doing like league of legends you could probably get away with something uh that's relatively you know on the lower end of things so you could probably even pick up like an amd uh ryzen apu that's where they integrate uh the cpu and the gpu onto the same die Usually those processors are a little bit more expensive, but the graphical horsepower probably can get you to play uh, some of those lower end games at higher refresh rates, you know, 60 plus, uh, with, you know, of course, settings dialed back a bit. But that allows you to bypass the GPU altogether, which at this point is a great thing because then you can spend money on RAM, uh, get a decent case, all that other stuff. But when it comes to if you're wanting to play with a dedicated graphics card, uh, I would highly suggest going on to things like the Newegg Shuffle. Uh, if you're not familiar with Newegg, it's a really prominent PC uh, e-tailer out there. But they have this kind of like sh- uh, a, a random drawing where you can say, I want to buy this part, this part, and this part. And at the end of the day, they draw your name out of the hat and they say, okay, cool, you won the access to buy this part. There's actually a lot of really recent GPUs that just came out, like the RTX 3060, that are msrp at 400 dollars, so i think that's a great gpu to get especially if you're only going to be playing at 1080p or 1440p but if you're wanting to get that same card on ebay you're going to be paying closer to like 800 dollars for it so and that's why it's like okay you know take these next few months either save up more money to get access to these other cards or you know just tap the brakes a little bit because once you go into the eBay territory, you really are getting raked over by, you know, people that are scalping their cards that they've been holding on to, uh, some of the miners that are off-selling some of their, you know, worn-out GPUs. You know, it's eBay is like a if you have to replace a card and you've got a tournament like tomorrow or the next week and you've got to have something on hand, that's really the only instance where I would recommend going to eBay just because 
the prices are just so dang high, you know, and put that meme on there right there. Uh, <laughs> and, and it's, it's just, a, it's a shame, but the good thing is that, uh, 1080p is a well-established resolution. And a lot of the cards that are on the market these days are able to hit 1080, 1080p without a problem. Uh, I would actually recommend, uh, if you're wanting to play 1080p high refresh rates, go out and find a GTX 1080. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been, I had a GTX 1080, you know, eight, I think it was five years. I don't remember when it was out, uh, but it was like a $500 card when it came out. And even in today's market, it is still right around $500. But the great thing about it is it's able to hit, uh, you know, 100 FPS in many of the games uh, that esports players like to play. But the the miners aren't really going after that card because they don't hash really well. They're not very profitable when it comes to Ethereum. And a lot of people are selling their old GTX 1080s in order to, you know, get these 2000 series, 3000 series GPUs. So it's like if if I was to go to eBay and buy a single graphics card, I think the GTX 1080 probably is the best uh, budget option at this point. That's awesome. And so let's say for the most part, this GPU shortage has been affecting a lot of people who are looking to get into the, you know, the the PC building community. I mean, what's the down and dirty explanation of it from your end of things? You know, give us a quick uh, play by play on what this GPU shortage is, what's causing it. And how long do you think it'll go on for? So I definitely can't answer that last part of the question because that's, the crystal ball that everyone's trying to answer. <laughs> and if, if you even go and watch uh, Red Gaming Tech, Moore's Law is Dead, there's plenty of other channels out there that do all the speculation and stuff. And they're just like throwing darts at a dartboard at this point. So I've heard anything from end of summer. I've heard 2022. And that's a really wide w- window, right? So it's, I, I can't really speculate on that. But as far as like the shortage and how it started is like, sure, you know, COVID came and starting in like March, you know, people started uh, tapering off uh, from working on site to working from home. Then we got like that first round of stimulus, right? So Mm -hmm. people were getting, you know, a check for X amount of dollars. You're already at home. You're going to want a GPU. So people were wanting to buy new things, which caused a huge spike in demand. Well, unfortunately, GPU production is a global uh, endeavor. So you've got people designing graphics cards uh, here in the States. You've got people out in Japan and Taiwan that are uh, developing the physical cards themselves. You've got uh, production facilities in Malaysia and all sorts of other places. All of these other sites are also going through COVID at the same time. So they're working with less staff. They've got... um, Uh, essential workers in place to keep things going but then you also have people that are supplying the chemicals and the materials required to produce things so now you've got you know voltage regulator manufacturers Mm -hmm. in some place in china you've got other places that develop capacitors blah 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 it's so it's like it's not just that the demand for these things has gone up it's just the supply for all these other components has shrunk and we saw something similar happen when I believe it was when uh, I think Japan got hit with that tsunami, right? Yep. And uh, their, their power outage happened. We had a huge hard drive situation where, you know, getting a, a you know, an SSD was pretty hard to get. That was, what, three, four or five years ago? It was definitely a long while. I think it was, I want to say it was Thailand or Korea that, where that happened to, where they had the, the chips pretty much unavailable for months on end, and every SSD on the market was like 
hiked up to I don't know God knows how much. I mean, an yeah. SSD back then cost like three hundred dollars for half a terabyte. So yeah, it was it, ridiculous. Yeah, and, and that's a similar thing. That's what's going on now. So the demand has increased, the supply has decreased, and then the next thing in this perfect storm is you've got AMD releasing new processors. You've got AMD and NVIDIA releasing new graphics cards. And you uh, just this past couple months, you had Intel releasing uh, their latest and greatest Intel processors. Mm-hmm. So that's four huge companies all trying to produce very similar products with these very similar resources that are already constrained. And their marketing teams are doing what they do best, overhyping things that are uh, not going to really pan out <laughs> as much as they hope. Classic. So... So, yeah, it's it's just this perfect storm of people wanting to buy things that have been told and marketed as being really great. Uh, but unfortunately, they just don't exist. And that's why prices have just gone out of control. And we're starting to find some of these e-tailers trying to come up with ways to make their customers happy without having to, you know, succumb to bots and all the other stuff that's happened in wake of this you know scenario. Which is working out, you know, as can be expected, you know, not very well half the time. But, you know, pretty much we're just going to stay on top of it. Yeah, I've had pretty decent success. So EVGA was one of the first companies that put mechanisms in place to help combat the bots. And that's, you know, you'd think signing up for the notifications is usually pretty useless. Well, they used that mechanism to put you into a queue to buy graphics cards. So when I heard they were getting RTX 3080s back in September, October of 19, I went ahead and signed up for it because, you know, I didn't know what it it was going to hit the market. And then sure enough, they used that mechanism to implement the queue. And I was able to get my first RTX 3080 uh, relatively painless and at MSRP, which is always great. Uh, that's the EVGA XC3 Ultra. I got that in my test bench nice. here. Nice. A- and also, I had signed up for a different R- uh, thir- RTX 3080 as well. So I I think it was two weeks after that popped, and I was like, holy cow, I can't believe I got this. And, you know, I'm a, I like to say I'm a pretty decent human being. I knew a friend of mine that he was looking for an RTX 3080. I purchased it for him, sent it to him, and, you know, I didn't charge him scalper prices or anything. So <laughs> what I'm trying to do is, you know... Rather than people going and scalping stuff, if yeah, if I know you and whatever, you know, you say Turk, I want I want a RTX thirty seventy. I'll I'll try and see if I can, you know, slide one in and see if I can get lucky in the draw because you know I don't I don't need twelve graphics cards, right? But I know a lot of people that do need these things. So no, yeah, and like, it's 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 a good it's a good deal, honestly. Um, how many how many thirty eighties would you say you have or had? Uh, probably two. Uh, okay. And I got those through EVGA. I've, I was able to snag four 3070s. Oh, wow. Uh, I've got one here on my test bench as well. And then uh, the other three have gone to, you know, people in my Discord that, you know, they I, I've helped them pick their parts for their computers and stuff. And they're probably in the same boat you're in with your, your Titan. Uh, they've got all these other parts. And they're like, all right, when's the graphics card going to hit? So... I'm still looking for an RTX 3060, and if you guys have got an RX 6800 XT, uh, hit me up. Oh, there you go. See, so, <laughs> so I mean, the, the, this is kind of ridiculous. It's the the fact that we even have to talk about this, but is it a good thing we're seeing? Uh, I guess we're, I mean we are seeing an increase of people joining the the PC building community. I'm sure we've seen I don't know the PC mass race build by its uh, the 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 Reddit thread by itself is just 
humongous in terms of the newer builds and everything like that. I mean, I'm I'm sure you're enjoying the the the, the influx of people looking to to build on your channel as well, right? Uh, yeah, it's definitely good to see new faces coming to the channel, coming into the community. And, you know, I we've got a whole bunch of other nerdy folks on there, too. So, you know, I don't have the answers to all the questions. So it's like as a community, we can help you find the right parts. I've got a couple guys on there that are really sharp when it comes to storage devices. And I was like, I don't I don't care about how fast your NVMe drive is. Just pick pick one. So <laughs> it's like you going into the brain hive and getting multiple opinions on parts and if you've got a pc part picker list you know bounce it off of people that that's really the best way to get the best computer you can find but it's also a good way to learn you know why this graphics card is better than the other one why you shouldn't go with this processor versus the other one and you can watch 20 different youtube videos and get 19 different opinions but once you get people that know what they're talking about and they can help you through your list i think it, it's a really good way to help build the community and also get people a little more knowledgeable because, you know, you don't want to go out and spend $1,200 on a PC and it'd be a piece of junk, you know? No, for sure. For sure. So you've built, I don't know, how many computers would you say you've built over the past year, two years, three years? I'm sure it's more than, what, 10, 20 builds you've had a chance to be a part of, right? Uh, yeah, I've definitely helped out a lot of people uh, picking their parts, you know, with all the social distancing and stuff. I haven't helped anyone, like, physically build their PC. Uh, but I've been... I've built, you know, small little computers. I've actually got a PlayStation 2 uh, mod that I did that's able to play, um, you know, 720p gaming and stuff. And then I've built uh, a high-end NAS box. That's a network-attached storage that's got, you know, 16 terabytes of storage in there. And I got I teamed up with IC Doc on that uh, project, and that turned out pretty cool. So it's like I, I've I've gotten my hands into all sorts of different types of builds. And one project that I've got going on, I don't know if we're talking about it now or later, but I've, I'm actually trying to build a PlayStation 5. Oh, we're going that route, huh? Yeah. So the cool thing about PlayStation 5 is the processor, the CPU portion of it, it is based off of the Zen 2 uh, processors. So that's like the R. Uh, sorry, I'm getting all my letters mixed up. <laughs> the R5. That's like the uh, the 3600X, the yeah. 3700X, that kind of stuff. So I've got a 3700X that I'm going to be uh, down clocking, and I'm going to probably figure out a way to make it match the clock speeds of the PS5. Nice. But I'm and I'm waiting for AMD to announce their RX 6700 because that has the same GPU that uh, the compute units that the console has, and I'm going to be able to tweak its clock speeds and stuff in order to match that spec. So whenever we finally get to go to a LAN party, I'm going to basically be able to have a PlayStation 5 compatible or comparable PC that's in a small form factor, and I can play all the different games I want to play. So genius, genius. That's, that's the big project I'm waiting on, and I'm eagerly waiting for AMD to say, okay, Turk. We'll send you a graphics card. <laughs> awesome. And so you've, you've already mentioned the PS2 build that I was going to ask you about, but what are some of the more interesting builds you've had the chance to to really assemble, to really get your hands in the guts and, and put it together? Yeah, that PlayStation 2 build was really fun because uh, when I was working with Tom's, uh, one of the editors over there was like, hey, hey, I've got this ASRock desk mini PC. You know, I did a review on it, but I don't have any use for this thing. Do you mind if I ship it to you? I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? I always love extra free stuff. So I got to looking at it and it's like this four inch by four inch square. And I was looking around my house thinking, what kind of computer could fit this? 
Uh, and early on in my college days, my older brother gave me his old PlayStation 2. It had gotten a faulty like CD-ROM drive or something. Right. And I and like I opened it up and I took a tape measure out and I was like, holy cow, this thing's gonna fit. So I, I got to thinking, you know, how do I adapt this old, you know, plastic shell into this new thing? And I was able to actually implement a an APU-based system, like I mentioned earlier, with a pretty decent amount of RAM. It's got an NVMe drive in it. It's got a small little Noctua fan. It's got two small Noctua fans. And it fits inside this PlayStation 2. And it's actually a really solid build. It can be a, uh, an emulator thing if you play on consoles. It can do uh, all the different types of esports and stuff. I can even play, like I think, Doom 2016 on it. Nice. Uh, 1080p. So it's... That was a really cool project. I live streamed it on my Twitch channel, put it on my, it was one of my first YouTube videos I produced and it's, it's been a pretty cool little project and I'm hoping to do the same thing with this PlayStation five because comparing the graphical horsepower of this PlayStation two to this new machine is going to be, uh, it's going to be awesome. I, I hope that video goes well, because if it doesn't, I'm going to be sad. <laughs> <laughs> we'll all be sad for you, Turk, but yeah, I mean, just the amount of work that you put into this, you're, you're running benchmarks, you're experimenting with processors, experimenting with RAM, different games, uh, you're, you're putting together PS5 comparable builds. How much work really goes into these videos that you're putting out? So the definition of work is always subjective, right? Some people enjoy doing some things and they don't call it work. Uh, so when it comes to actually like testing things and running benchmark loops and stuff, I probably spend, you know, 80, per, 70% of my time running benchmarks. But luckily, like we mentioned earlier, I can kind of run that stuff in the background. I can create some automation to kind of replicate that stuff and repeat things. So I don't really consider that part as work. But when it comes to like shooting video and editing stuff, and that's a little more out of my comfort zone. You know, I, I never did, you know, production work. Mm -hmm. uh, at that regard. So I've actually tried to learn ways to like cut corners and make my, my setup a little easier, uh, but I'm finding it to be a little more entertaining. It's, you know, definitely not uh, fun, <laughs> but I, I probably spend close to, you know, 10 hours or so of what I would call work on a single YouTube video. Uh, but that probably balloons up to 30 to 40 hours. If you include test time. Wow. Uh, absolutely. Insane. And I, I know uh, it's really quick. I'm probably going to drop this in the podcast description, but that, that RAM video you did, absolutely <laughs> yeah. insane. This man took, I don't know how many different kits of RAM, tested them at various different frequencies, different cast latencies, all this other stuff that like, you know, if you're buying a stick of RAM, you're not really going to know about this if you're, you know, just your average PC builder. But this man went in depth to the umpteenth degree. It's like a what 30 minute long video just covering every single RAM, how it's benchmarked. It's ridiculous. I, I thank you for that, really, from everybody who who's confused about RAM. You've you've definitely put your nose in the mud and and got to work on that one. It and the and the reason why I made that video, and that's why I do this channel to begin with, is it's really hard to spend money wisely. You know, I, I grew up in a pretty frugal home building my first computer. You know, I didn't have a lot of money. So taking that Ram video, sure, you can go out and spend top dollar on, you know, DDR4, 4,400 Ram or 4,000 Ram. But if you go to a slower speed, 
and slower timings, you could probably save 200 bucks by getting by losing like five FPS. And, and that five FPS translates into like three or four percent. So I, I find it much more valuable to save that type of money to put it to other parts of my build instead of just saying, oh, yeah, I bought the fastest piece of RAM I'm going to get because that fastest piece of RAM doesn't necessarily translate into faster frames as much as a lot of people on the internet like to say so. Right. And so hopefully with, with a video like yours, you can hopefully prove those people wrong and really just uh, be more knowledgeable about the, 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 the sphere of Ram around the world. But for now, uh, Turk, thank you for coming on, man. I, I really appreciate it. I know all of your channels are, are really, uh, you know, what's it mononymed so you have the turk on youtube the turk on twitch the turk on twitter so thank you for being like the simple content creator and going out just making sure everything is one name nothing too complicated so is there am i getting that right youtube the turk twitch the turk twitter the turk right yep all the branding's consistent across the board uh please don't buy my username uh, that, that would make my day. That would make me sad now you're gonna get somebody on a brand new cod game to steal the turk from you right there <laughs> That'd be the yeah. worst. Uh, well, they'll probably be better than me. So, hey, you know, uh, that, it'll that's be good. a better thing, right? Just uh, we'll see. Uh, top tier, the Turk player, just actually not you. Uh, yeah, uh, I'll fight that <laughs> fight next. Uh, future Turk will deal with that. That's awesome. So, Turk man, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. I'll link everything in the podcast description and uh, really keep keep up the hard work, man. It's really appreciated. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. Thanks, man. I hope to land with you again sometime soon. Yes, sir. QuakeCon next year, unfortunately, is uh, QuakeCon this year is going virtual once again. But, Turk, thank you for coming on again. He's Jacob, the Turk Turkelson, tech tuber and content creator extraordinaire. And I'm Kevin Correa, and this has been the Esports Network Podcast.